What is up, you guys, and welcome back to another edition of the podcast. My name is Ramon, and this is Dad's Podcast Project. Today, we are on day nine of sheltering in place. It has been a long nine days to, to be home. And I know that a lot of people out there are hurting right now. They, they don't want to be home. They want to be working. They want to be earning that income. And they, don't, they maybe not, don't have the option of, of being able to shelter in place. However, there were a lot of things that have, have happened over the past couple of days that can hopefully relieve some of those tensions among some people. But rather than getting into that, I'd rather talk about sort of what we've been up to as a family, how I've been managing this time home with the kids, and really just what's been going on these past couple of days. So being home is is nice in theory. I think that innately we all desire to be busy doing something. And you can only be busy doing stuff around the house for so long before you think to yourself that the weather's nice. I'd like to go to the beach. I would like to go on a hike. I would like to go to the gym. However, with recent events and having to stay indoors or heavily suggested that we all stay indoors, these are no longer options. The gym that I go to has since been closed for the past week, and I'm not sure when they're going to reopen their doors. I definitely miss going to the gym and that having that as a part of my routine. However, even if the gym was still open under these strong recommendations, I would still not be going. There are other things that we think about, like going out to eat. My wife was asking me yesterday, like, man, I'm really craving like a, a bento box. And there's this amazing sushi place that's just right down the street from us. And they're closed. There's a lot of restaurants that are closed down. And they're not, who knows when they're going to open their doors. Now, there's been a lot of innovation and just like people thinking outside of the box in regards to how to remain in business. Uh, some of these options for restaurants, at least, have been to implement like free delivery systems. Uh, so a lot of your frontliners are Uber Eats and and Grubhub and delivery services. They're they're the ones out there who are sort of in the trenches, if you will, getting food to us. There's pizza places. A lot of other. I want to say it was. It's not Panera Bread. There's this one girl on my Instagram. She posted uh, a restaurant that doesn't have a drive-thru. So you can say like maybe a Habit or Blaze Pizza. And rather than allowing people to come inside, they'll take your order over the phone and they set up like a rack outside where you can just pick up and have like very little contact with somebody. You just order online and get your food and you're good to go. And they've had to to sort of do those things and think outside the box. Now, fortunately around us, there's a lot of restaurants that still have drive through one of which is Orchid Burger. If you guys are familiar with any, with Orchid Burger here in the Central Coast, it is one of my like, I don't know, it's like one of my favorite burger spots to go to. It, it depends on who you ask. If you ask me, I think it's bomb. Ask someone else, they might think, meh, but in my opinion, Orchid Burger is where it's at. So I I grabbed Orchid Burger the other day. I was out in town uh, getting some groceries. I had to go to Food for Less and just 
there were some oddball items that we needed to to get, like some fruits and some vegetables. We had plenty of dry goods, soups, bread, a couple of canned goods. I think that the initial like first people to get out there and start hoarding groceries and things like that might have been, I mean, time gives us 20-20 vision on these things. So no one was to really know exactly how things were to transpire. However, I think it might have been a little overdramatic. I mean, I was in that same boat. I was also at Costco too, picking up toilet paper and picking up water. I mean, granted, we needed these things, but from an onlooker, I was also in that line. So who am I to really say? Now, given that we know the state of things now, and we know that grocery stores aren't shutting down. We know that grocery shelves are still being stocked. When I went to Food for Less, it didn't seem like anything was out of the ordinary. Except for the tea. For some reason, tea was gone. Like there was, the stores have been doing a pretty good job with limiting purchases. They could have done this a lot sooner. However, I don't think they could have anticipated the mad dash that people were going to make. However, going to the store the other day, food for less, and I had gone to Costco maybe a couple days prior to that, but they had a sign up that said, you know, due to the increase in demand for this item, uh, I think it was Masa that I was picking up. They were limiting it to, I think if you were buying the smaller bags, you can only pick up two per customer and the larger bag, you can only pick up one. So, when I went there, there was plenty of it left because of that. Same thing with milk, same thing with eggs, I want to say, like at Costco. As soon as I went into that freezer, the dairy section in Costco, there was milk for days. It, there was no, <laughs> I don't know where they got all, like, respect to the to the dairy cows that had to pretty much labor for all that milk. I mean, depending on where you stand on that side of the spectrum, whether you're pro or anti dairy cows. I mean, there were some dairy cows that were putting in OT to provide all that milk for Kirkland and, and Costco because that dairy section was just jam packed gallons and gallons of milk. And there as well, limit of one container per customer, which a container of milk at, at Costco clearly is two, two gallons of milk. So I picked that up, picked up some coffee creamer because, you know, we don't function without coffee. And again, like talking about food for less, it just seemed like a regular day at the grocery store. Granted, everybody was keeping their distance. Not everyone was really social in, in like, not that people really are here in California. I mean, I want to say like when you go out, it's a pretty safe bet. You're not really going to strike up a conversation with a random stranger, but it just seemed like people were all on the same page with keeping their distance from one another. Even in the checkout stands, there was uh, X's on the floor that were made with painter's tape to sort of signify where it is they want you to stand so that you remain at least six feet apart. There was a reminder in the, what was it? The, I think it was the egg section and the bread section, 
uh, where people are probably like wanting to get in there and they're all trying to grab the same item. There was a, a printout that reminded people uh, to keep a safe distance from one another because of what's going on. Um, knowing that people still have to get out there and people still have to go about their daily lives and, and, and get on with their business. The fridge still needs to be stocked. Cupboards still need cupboard or pantry items. So, you know, the world keeps spinning. And while I was out, it was a real just, that's all I, that's all I was out there for was some fruits and some vegetables. I wanted to get some tea, uh, but unfortunately was not able to get any. And that was, that was pretty much the only item that I wasn't able to get. Other than that, usually I'd like make a pit stop at like a Walmart, check out what movies or what games they might have on sale. But other than that, it was just pretty much, I went there and then I had gone like during a time where I needed to get some, I needed to get some lunch anyways. And so I ended up stopping off at Orchid Burger and getting myself some food to eat. So that was really cool that they were still open and I was able to get my burger fix because eating, eating all this food at the house, there was somebody who put up like a meme or like some kind of post on Instagram that kind of shed some light on all of us kind of reflecting as we look at our bank accounts after this past week and really realizing like how much we probably eat out and the fact that we're staying home and saving all of that money, it, it really begins to show itself what it, where our money is going when we feel like, gosh, I don't have any money. Like, what's going on with my bank account? And chances are you're probably eating all that, eating it with fast food, you're eating it with that coffee run the, to Starbucks. And transitioning off of that, we have a lot of people who are just really motivating and creating this wave of like home workout and home fitness motivation. There's a lot of people who are doing like, the 10 push-up challenge. There are people who are coming up with very creative workouts to, to keep, I guess, toned or in shape during this time when their gym membership is pretty much up in the air right now. And that, that's also something that's been really cool. The other thing <laughs> is being home with the kids. They probably have it the hardest because Though I mentioned in a previous podcast, they are definitely living in the age of innocence where they don't really know what's going on in the world. They also realize that they've not been out of the house. Granted, you know, we go to the backyard and we play, but that's not the same. They probably are wondering, like, what happened to going to the store? What happened to running errands? What happened to just going places? Now we're just indoors all the time. And yeah, we have things like Disney plus or Netflix or any other type of streaming service. I recently downloaded the ABC mouse app and signed my son up for that because we've taken him out of school and just to keep him going with his education so that there's no lapse in, in the routine with him. And even then it's like, it's not the same. It's not the same that they're just, here all the time. How many times can we watch Frozen? How many times can we watch Onward? I did a mini review. Onward is still a solid 10 out of 10 movie, but you can only watch it so many times. And that gets expensive too. We're not out here trying to buy all these movies, rent all these movies, get all these different streaming services because we're also home. We don't know how long this is going to last. We don't know how 
the what the future really holds in terms of our careers or our jobs. And though we have somewhat of a good idea, there's a lot of people out there who don't. And it would be ill-advised, I think, to just go out there and just think, oh, well, I'm just going to be home. Let's just get all the streaming services. Let's just rent movies and just buy takeout and all this stuff. No, that's not what we're doing at all. We're actually just really trying to hunker down. And I mean, <laughs> I mentioned that I ended up purchasing a, um, what is it? A Brita water pitcher so we could filter tap water so that we don't have to tap into the the bottled water that I purchased. I mean, it's that kind of train of thought. Like that's where we're at. And even when we're starting to look at the numbers and watching the news, we're trying not to get too like just depressed at what the news is putting out there because even then they have to sensationalize things too. They have to get the views, they have to get the clicks and they got to put things out there that are going to, you know, wind people up and get the, get the community. Like, I don't know moving and shaking. So I take what I see out there with a grain of salt as well. However, there was a YouTube video by Casey Neistat where one of his friends actually contracted the coronavirus. And that was when it became much more real for him, actually knowing somebody. And then even for myself, I actually know someone whose son contracted coronavirus. So it's like the whole seven degrees of separation. It's affecting people in our community. It's affecting people that we know. Here in this, in this area where we live, the cases are going up. They're not going down. We heard a month ago, yeah, maybe you know from our president that 15 cases will be less tomorrow and maybe zero a couple of days after that. And we're up in the thousands of cases or tens if not hundreds of thousands. I think today we actually passed Spain in number total number of people with the coronavirus. And in terms of deaths, over a thousand just here in the United States alone, people just dying of this virus. Now, granted, it's like we're still trying to do our due diligence. We're still, as a country, trying to stay indoors and Though we see on the news there's spring breakers who are out there in Florida and there's other people who on Instagram are going out to Malibu and just going to the beach and taking this as a, a, a nice little kind of day off, if you will, or mini vacay. It's it's kinda like there was a there was a quote that I read that you wanna hope that after all of this you'll feel like it was for nothing. And that's when you'll know that you've done a good job because the cases will be insignificant. The time will just feel like an inconvenience and it'll just go away in the history books, like swine flu, like SARS, like a lot of these other diseases and viruses that went out that i mean i don't even i vaguely remember like i know the i know the names but i vaguely remember the impact that it had on the nation on the world for that matter so you want to feel like this is just an inconvenience 
Like it was for nothing. And that's when we'll know that we did the right thing, that we did a good job. When you feel like it's out of control, wild, just this huge pandemic. I mean, the president, there was someone who made a post about this, how a month ago he was talking about it's 15 cases. We've got this under control. It's going to go away. And this was when it was just 15 cases in the United States. And it was like, we won, we defeated it. We've, we've got this. It's only one person who came in from China. And then a week ago, we're talking about him declaring himself a wartime president, that this is a huge deal. We've got a $2 trillion uh, stimulus package that was recently passed by the Senate. And hopefully this helps people by putting money in their pockets. You know, my wife and I were discussing this and it's like, you know, you want to buy time. You want to buy people's peace of mind and hope that they don't panic and just get into a, a chaotic state. And by allowing them to, to have some funds to float them through this time, there are banks who are allowing loan, like mortgage forgiveness or something like that, where they'll float you for like 90 days. And unfortunately, Bank of America, I don't know what their problem is, but they're only doing 30 days. So they're allowing people to float for one month. And hopefully landlords will jump on board. I don't know what's taking them so long, but it's like people aren't working. They're not making an income. And you're still going to charge them rent. Like this is a global pandemic. And I get it. It's like everybody's got their own reasons. You know, nobody wants to be the bad guy. But at the end of the day, if the tenant isn't paying, well, the landlord isn't earning either. So everybody, it's just this huge, just this huge trickle effect where it all rolls downhill and uphill. It's like this level playing field. I mean, this the sentiment we're all in this together. It, it is just that. And now the president is sort of laying just these breadcrumbs of, you know, this nation, this country wasn't designed to be shut down. This country isn't it doesn't it doesn't do well when it's shut down and so well what is this what is this sort of like alluding to we're just going to forget it and just go out there and just start working because eventually it's like yeah we we're going to have to but does that mean now and what does that look like because here we have medical professionals and scientists and much brighter minds than myself who are out there doing the doing the math and actually doing the research and stating that well you have to you have to peak find out where that peak lies and then see a decline and then start opening things up but i mean china was shut down for like 2 months solid wuhan where it started italy still shut down I don't know if America can do that. Two months, people don't go outside, people don't work. It's it's going to be really interesting to see how things go. Because if the president or the administration or whomever it is ends up saying, you know what, everybody get back to work, don't worry about it. It can go one of two ways. 
either everybody's going to start seeing these, like a huge spike in cases of this coronavirus and just the death toll is just going to start doubling, tripling, quadrupling, who knows? I mean, I think there was one person he estimated that if we didn't shelter in place, up to 2 million Americans could die. That's a lot of people. 2 million. So really it's like, or we, we go to work and people get it, people die, but not that many. And I don't know. It's like, I'm fortunate that I'm not in that position to have to make that decision. But it is unfortunate that this, this decision or this discussion even has to be had. I think that wherever you stand on the political spectrum, because again, I'm not here to talk about politics. I'm not here to sway you to be Democrat or Republican or independent or who, tell you even who to vote for. All I can say is just what I would tell my kids when, when it comes time for them to be of voting age is just do your research and, and look into these candidates and see if they have your best interest in, in mind. Because if they don't, then they don't deserve that vote. And now whatever it is this administration is doing or is not doing, I mean, all we got to do is just wait and see. <laughs> it's, a, it's, it's, a really, it's a really unfortunate position to be in. But these people have dedicated their lives to be in these positions so that they can be the decision makers. I mean, I'm not sure if the president of the United States right now dedicated his life to be the president, but, you know, other people in politics have. And so because I haven't, because maybe you haven't, all we can do is take comfort in knowing that all we can do is our best for our families and for ourselves. That's all I can really think about. I'm fortunate that there's a stimulus package out there to help other Americans. I'm not sure what this is going to look like for immigrants or migrant workers if they're just going to be missed because they are also a part of this nation. They are a part of the function of this nation. And, you know, that's a, that's a real raw deal that is going to get served up, but I'm also not here to talk to you about the, the road to citizenship either. So maybe I'll just stay off that one, but that's kind of what's been going on. These kids. Oh yeah. I was, I totally missed it. I was, it went off on a completely different tangent, but these kids, man, they've been the, the best analogy I can give is when Rorschach from the Watchmen was in, he was put in prison and he he delivers that line, you guys just don't seem to understand. I'm not locked in here with you. You're locked in here with me. And that's really what it feels like being home with these kids. I feel like they're really trying to make themselves the shot callers on what's going on. The demands, the just everything that's going on. And, you know, we got to roll with the punches. We can't be getting into altercations with each other. We have to try to find a balance because their routine has been rattled just as much as my routine has been. So we have to kind of find this new synergy and this new rhythm together. My heart goes out to people with newborns who might be just 
wondering like, oh my gosh, what are we going to do? I know that the stores, it was pretty crazy and a little scary in the beginning because the diapers were just all gone. And if you have a baby who's not potty trained, I don't know what you do if you don't have diapers. I mean, we haven't ha- we haven't found ourselves in that position. I know that when push comes to shove, you're going to take your old t-shirt and probably use that makeshift diaper, but hopefully people don't have to resort to that. I haven't checked the diaper aisles. I know that the stores, at least food-wise, it looks as if it's normalizing. And hopefully it is for people and getting diapers and, and going about getting things to take care of their children. Even formula. Uh, some formula was all sold out. Not all of it at Walmart, but that's another thing for mothers who maybe have children that don't latch or they don't produce enough milk. I mean, there's a lot of reasons why people need to jump on formula sooner rather than later. And so that can also be another scary thing. I know that people or mothers who are using WIC when the grocery stores and the shelves are empty, I mean, those are the only groceries that they can buy with the, with the WIC program is those cereals and that cheese. And unfortunately people were buying that stuff up. So I remember I was in, I think it was Vaughn's and there was a woman kind of walking up and down the aisle with, she was holding her WIC like coupons or her whatever. And she was looking for those items and they were gone. And so, you know, my heart goes out to those people. I hope that they're not affected too bad. And I hope that things normalize and and level themselves out sooner rather than later, because it's times like these that really bring out sometimes the darkest parts of ourselves in humanity. And I mean, we can only just try to be our best for others, treat others as the way we want to be treated. And yeah, I mean, I went to the store and it's like, I could get more, but do I need it? Or do I just want to hoard it? You know, so I have to, I have to also think of others and know that it comes full circle that what what you put out there into this world, it, it does come back to you. At least that's what I feel. And that's what I believe. Whether you do, I mean, that's on you, but that's where we're at nine days in. And I think, well, next week for sure, starting Monday, I'm going to be back at work. Uh, my job has sort of talked about like a one week on, one week off to kind of keep the keep the workload at half capacity so that we can keep our social distancing up. They've also talked about certain things like, uh, I think, just ending microwave use because, I mean, that's that, that can also be a cesspool. Having too many people's hands all over that, too many people's different dishes inside. I mean, just trying to play it safe. The water, I mean, even that, that's another thing. We're touching that with our hands. So just trying to keep safe even while we still work. Because, I mean, fortunately, we were able to find out that what it is that we do is it falls under the category of essential. So we're able to still keep going. And though it's not back to full time, it is sometime. So next Monday, I'll be back at it. Uh, my wife, she'll be taking the next week off. And I think we're going to go because she spoke with her employer and we're going to try to do that. So we're, even for her, she'll be one week on, one week off. And we'll just play it by ear 
and do the best that we can look into the uh, stimulus package and see if we fall uh, in the category of an eligible family to maybe get some help because we still have our bills too. I mean, the cable bill, we haven't heard that we're getting free cable. Uh, Though the mortgage, um, I have to look into that to see if we'll get uh, to be able to float on that for a couple months. Uh, but if not, I mean, we still have to pay these bills and we still have to keep food on the table and keep the lights on just like everybody else. So if you guys are still listening, I want to thank you for taking the time. I don't want to keep it going too long, but I mean, it. I definitely needed to get out here. I needed to talk and just kind of convey what it is that's been going on these past these past nine days with the kids. It's been hectic. It's been busy. Um, one of the things that we're actually going to implement to add a little bit more is we're going to stop allowing them to use kind of like the iPad and stop allowing them to just watch TV all day. Um, we want them to just start playing more and maybe see if that can kind of tone down some of the energy that they have, whether it's going outside a lot more and having them run around the backyard or playing in the house and just really, you know, racking their brains and using their imagination and not just sitting and just, you know, consuming content via kids, YouTube and, and Disney plus and all these other things. Granted ABC mouse, that application will be one that makes it through and will allow the kids to, to use that to, to get educated. But other than that, we're probably going to do a month, a solid month of no iPad just to see uh, what effect it might have on the kids and, and maybe their mood or their behavior. So I'll check back on that at a later date. So if you guys have taken the time to listen this long, I want to thank you. And as always, till next time, see ya.